Hello and welcome to Intuitive Business with Seeking Wilder, a podcast sharing stories from inspiring business owners and entrepreneurs through the lens of soul tarot and astrology. I'm Courtney Wilder, intuitive coach and business astrologist at Seeking Wilder. I hope you're ready to dive deep. Hello and welcome. Today we'll be talking about one of my favorite subjects, which you can probably guess is the tarot. I am so, so excited to talk about this today because so much of my journey to where I am here and what Seeking Wilder is began with tarot. And honestly, I believe that tarot is for everyone. You don't have to consider yourself a psychic, although all of us are psychic and all of us are intuitive to work with the tarot. I always say that the tarot is such a potent modality and such a potent tool to use because even if you don't believe yourself to be intuitive, it's an incredible way to get answers because while and I'll talk about this in depth very soon, but while each of us will read the tarot differently through our own lens of our own life experiences, there are also meanings for every card. So if you're not someone who is comfortable dropping into your intuition, you can also go off guidebooks and go off the insights that other people have previously channeled to be able to get specific answers to the questions that you're wanting to ask. To be honest, the tarot has been one of the most potent tools that I've used practically in my business. It's been such a potent way to strategize in my business by using the tarot, which sounds really wild, but I will go into that a little bit later in this episode. I'm not really about Tarot 101. I'm not really called to talk about the history of tarot, which is very, very vast. I more want to talk about the juice, how you can use the tarot, those deeper questions that you may have. But for a little bit of Tarot 101, the tarot is made up of 78 cards. We have the Major Arcana, which is 22 cards, and they're the archetypes or the major life lessons and changes that are happening in our life. We then have the Minor Arcana which is made up of 56 cards. And the Minor Arcana is more of the everyday life lessons that we go through. It's more about our day-to-day lives and the day-to-day decisions that we have to make. That Minor Arcana is split into four suits. So we have the cups, which are ruled by water and are connected to the three water signs, Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces. We then have the swords, which is ruled by air and connected to the three air signs. Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius, and the Wands, which is connected to fire and the fire signs, Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius. And then finally, we have the Pentacles, which is connected to Earth and the Earth signs of Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. There is so much integration and blending together of tarot and astrology. It's probably why I love both of them so much, because I honestly feel like you can't have one without the other. Well, you can, but blending together tarot and astrology just makes both practices so much deeper and also so much more personal to you, because you can use the tarot 
hand in hand with your personal birth chart to really draw out those potent archetypes in your life. And you can also gain such a deeper understanding of your tarot practice by understanding which dominant signs are connected to the tarot cards. So my journey with tarot began many years ago in my first ever meditation class. Not sure if I've actually spoken about this on this podcast before, but seeing as this whole episode is on tarot, let's start here. So I was in my first ever meditation class and the teacher was taking us on this really beautiful journey and I could not go along with it. I was failing at meditation or that's what I believed. While they were describing this beautiful scene, all I could see in my mind's eye was these four tarot cards. And throughout the hour journey, one by one, they were being turned over. And I didn't know anything about tarot at the time. I was still a massive skeptic, a huge skeptic. I wasn't sure about any of this, but it was when I was starting my journey to open up and looking for spiritual guidance. Now, one by one, the card was turning over. And while I didn't actually know what the cards meant, I could visualize the cards. I could really see them and I knew what the names were or I was receiving intuitively what the names of these cards were. The next day, I sheepishly messaged the meditation teacher and said, hey, I'm really sorry. I know I probably should have been paying attention to what you were saying, but This is what I was seeing when you were giving us that guidance. And I knew this teacher had a history with the tarot. And what I received back was a perfect, perfect summation of what was happening in my life at that time. It was pure intuitive guidance, including really specific details of things I was going through, but hadn't told anyone about. And the second message that I received from my meditation teacher was, it's time for you to learn the tarot. And so I did. I think the next week I signed up for a six-week journey with the tarot and I have been reading ever since. After that six-week course ended, I actually began reading professionally, I think four weeks later or something like that, because the tarot just made so much sense to me when I connected into these archetypes, when I connected into the lessons and understood the practical value that they could have in my life and in others' lives, I was like, oh my gosh, everybody needs to know about this. Tarot is for everyone. Let me get this to as many people as possible. And that hasn't ended today, five, six years later. So how does the tarot help? Exactly. I see the tarot as one of the best personal development tools, personal development coaches out there. I find that when we're asking the right questions and asking in the right way, the tarot gives us clear, concise, practical answers to the things that we're going through. It's another tool for us to connect into our intuition and make intuitive, heart-led, soul-led decisions. Now, I don't get too caught up with tarot reading for the future. At the start of my tarot workshops, I've taught over 400 incredible souls the tarot now over the past three years. And I always start with, I am not your fortune teller. Because while, yes, we can do future-based readings, 
I absolutely love doing my year ahead spreads at the start of every year and feeling into the energy of the year to come. I also fully, wholeheartedly, whole solely believe that we are the masters of our own narrative. And while we can receive intuitive guidance of where we're being pulled towards, we still make the decisions for our lives. I prefer to use the tarot in more of a personal development way. What do I need to pay attention to right now? What are the lessons that I'm going through right now? How can I move through those lessons with ease, in integrity, making decisions from a place of aligned truth, rather than just asking, what is my future going to be like? And getting so fixated, so caught up on that viewpoint that I have no opportunity but to move towards it. Because sometimes that can be really disempowering, actually, if we're so caught up on a particular vision that we eradicate all other options, we eradicate our intuitive guidance because we're so self-focused on, no, this is exactly what it looks like. This is what the psychic, this is what the tarot reader told me was what was going to happen in my future. So we have to make it happen exactly that way. Whereas when we're using the tarot as a tool to check in with ourselves, check in with our inner guidance, our intuitive guidance, the guidance from our heart, asking it to just reveal the next best step, the next best aligned intuitive action, it will keep us on that soul path and potentially taking us to that particular vision that we've had for ourselves, but maybe taking us on a more windy pathway where we're going to learn other soul lessons, where we're going to reveal other delicious things or collect abundance along the way. The other question I get a lot is who guides the tarot? How does the tarot work? And I believe the tarot works hand in hand with your own intuition, with your guides. Something that for me is a non-negotiable when I sit down to my deck is connecting or dropping in first. Now that doesn't need to be a 10 minute lengthy ritual to connect or drop in. I simply sit there holding my deck, closing my eyes and taking a deep breath, breathing into my body, breathing into my cards and breathing into my heart. And that's when I ask to connect in. Now for me, that looks like asking to connect into my guides who are willing and able to work in alignment with the greatest good, with my highest and best. Sometimes I'll ask to connect in with ancestors who are well, who are willing and able to work in alignment with my highest and best for the greater good. And then sometimes I'll ask to connect in with angels or anyone from that realm who are willing and able to connect into my highest and best for the greatest good. So when you're doing that in your own life, just say whatever's resonant with you. Maybe you're just wanting to connect in with your highest and best for the greatest good. Maybe you're wanting to connect in with your guides, your ancestors who are well, your angels. Again, whatever resonates, whatever lands with you. And I find that's what guides the tarot, taking that time to connect, to breathe into, to connect into your truth, to connect into your heart, to connect into your intuition. And then calling in that support team is what is guiding the tarot. This is why I always say to my students, trust your hands. Trust that whatever card you pull is the card that you're meant to pull. I also believe that's why there's no right or wrong way to shuffle or pull cards because it's about you connecting 
with your intuition, your guidance. So if you want to spread the cards out all over the table and mix them up as you did when you were a kid and pick up a card off there, perfect. If you want to fan all the cards out and run your hands over the cards and see if you can feel the energetic vibration from the card that you're called to pick, perfect. If you want to shuffle the deck, split the deck into three, put it back together whichever way you like and pull from the top, perfect. There is no right or wrong way to shuffle your deck and to pull from your deck. Again, trusting your hands, trusting the cards you pull that are meant for you. And sure, we've all been there. We've all pulled a card and we're like, oh, I don't want that one. Maybe that card wasn't for me. I don't actually feel like it was for me. Let's just put that to the side and pull out another card. I get it. I see you. I've been there. But no, trust that the card that you pull is the card that's meant for you. And what will usually happen in that case, if you try and do a little sneaky sneaky and take that card out, you probably pull out a card with a very similar message anyway, because your guides are like, hey, this message is for you. Stop trying to run away from it. Something else that I hear all the time is, oh my god, isn't the tarot evil? Isn't it bad? Shouldn't you be scared of cards? I'm so scared of pulling cards because what if you get a bad card? And my response to that is something that I actually get every single one of my students whenever I'm running a tarot workshop to call out is there are no bad cards. 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 Because I never want any of my students, or anyone for that matter, to be scared of going to their deck because they're fearful of pulling a certain card. So when they're having a hard time, they might not want to go to their deck because they're so fearful that that card is going to come out and what will it mean if they pull that card? Instead, when we empower ourselves with there are no bad cards, there are all lessons and they are all loving lessons from our highest best that serves the greatest good. We're going to be able to use this really beautiful practical tool no matter what state we're in. If we're in a bit of a low phase or an anxious phase or a fearful phase or if we're in a really lit up, inspired, in flow phase, we'll be able to access the tarot and work with it at any time. Now the tarot is definitely not evil and sure there's cards like the devil and the tower which get a little bit of a bad rep but to be honest I freaking love those cards because they're beautiful lessons. We're human. We're not going to be full all the time. We're not going to be enlightened all the time. We're here to have a human experience. If we were here to be enlightened 20 Four, seven, we never would have came here in the first place. We would have stayed being energetic beings, but rather we came to earth to have human experiences and human experiences sometimes are a little bit messy, are a little bit dark, are that introspection and that contraction because it's through the contraction that we're able to expand, that we're able to grow. Now, spoiler alert, in my upcoming six-week tarot course, I'm going to have a whole workshop on on working with the dark cards, the bad cards, the the more sticky cards. Because as I said, I never want anybody to be fearful of going to their deck. Something that I hear all the time, and you may have heard me speak about if you listened to the interview when I was on the Crystal and Stones podcast, was picking a deck. There is this old wives tale that you can't purchase a deck for yourself. And Honestly, again, I think that's really disempowering. And for me, I think it's a bit bull because if you can't 
purchase your own deck, but you have nobody in your life who works with tarot to gift you a deck, what that means you can just never use this really great, incredible tool in your life. I just think that's a way of trying to keep people away, keep people disempowered, because then you've always got to go to a tarot reader or pay somebody else to get that intuitive insight from the tarot because you can't access it because you can't purchase a deck. So please go and purchase a deck for yourself. Something that I get asked all the time is how do I pick one? There are so many incredible tarot review sites. I really believe to work with a deck, you've got to be aligned with the imagery in some way. And you don't just always want to go and buy a tarot deck because sometimes they can be pretty pricey. So the way that I do it is I look on those tarot review sites or I just literally look up hashtag tarot and I see the beautiful imagery of the decks that other people have posted. And if there's one that intrigues me, I'll look up the name of that deck and type in tarot review on Google and look at each and every single one of the cards if they have them up there to see if I like the imagery, see if I'm going to feel like I want to see that imagery when I'm working with the cards. And to be honest, I have about 20 different decks and I use most of them for different reasons. There's some decks that I'm called to work with personally, some decks that I'm called to work with my clients, some decks that I'm called to work with on my altar, some decks that I'm called to specifically use for my business, some decks I'm called to use specifically for the Soul Seeker subscription. But just start with one. Just start with one. Just start with a deck that you connect with, that you like the look of, and go from there. In my upcoming course, there is a whole section on connecting with your deck and understanding how it is that you're wanting to work with your deck in a way that can be used with any single tarot card. So you can show up with one deck, you can use the deck that I give you in the course, or you can show up with 20 decks. And the way that I teach is really universal to all decks. I don't get caught up in the specific imagery of the cards because I want you to be empowered to choose whatever deck it is that you want. I want you to be able to connect with the energies and the lessons of those particular 78 archetypes rather than being caught up with the artwork on one specific deck. Now, the way that I use tarot in my business has been with things like the year ahead spread, has been with things like the soul card readings for the year. I've done a whole episode on that if you want to go back and listen to how to find that out. And also altar work. If I'm struggling with something in particular in my business, but I know that there's an energy that I'm wanting to call into my business, I will pull out the cards that are connected to that energy. For example, if I'm wanting to call more financial abundance into my business, I pull out the Nine of Pentacles. I pull out the Empress. I pull out the Six of Wands and I place them on my altar or sometimes in my bathroom or sometimes propped up against my laptop somewhere where I can see them every day and I can take that five minutes before I start work to just sit down, take a deep breath, meditate and visualize calling the energy from those particular cards into my business and into my life. I am so passionate, so passionate about tarot being for everyone, tarot being for every business and sharing this incredible, practical, inspiring tool with as many people as possible that I have finally created 
my own personal tarot course. I have been asked so many times to take my tarot workshops from their in-person format and bring them online. And I can very excitedly announce that it is happening. Now, this is not going to be your average intro to tarot course. Sure, by the end of it, you'll know how to read and connect with all 78 of the major and minor arcana tarot cards. But you'll also be able to understand the potency in your birth personal birth chart. You'll be able to understand how tarot and astrology go hand in hand and how you can amplify that energy in your life and in your business as well. You'll also be able to learn how to connect in with your intuition in a really potent and powerful way. This is for you if you want to create the feeling of abundance in all areas of your life. Manifest the life you desire with potency, power, and ease. Deepen your relationships and unconditionally love yourself. Split up over six weeks, it's going to begin on the full moon. Now there is the opportunity to learn live with me, to ask me questions. There are going to be seven live online calls, but you also get access to recorded online content. So if you can't make those live calls... You can watch the recording and there'll also be the opportunity for you to send through questions before those calls if you're unable to make them live. There's also the opportunity to receive one-on-one coaching with me throughout the six weeks. This is going to be a really beautiful way to deepen your understanding, deepen your intuition and deepen your connection to your soul, your inner guidance, your inner power source. There is so, 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 so much that I've included in this course because, hey, you guys know my mantra, more is more is more. So much so that I'm not going to blab about it in this podcast recording. You will just have to head to the link in my show notes to read all about it. But because community and the relationship of giving and receiving is so important to me, and when I was pulling cards, of course, on what the energy of this course is going to feel like. One of the cards that I pulled was the Six of Pentacles. So I was like, oh, interesting, the relationship to giving and receiving. So this course also wants me to give back. So I am opening up two scholarship positions for Tarot for Embodied Living. One of the scholarship placements is for the Wheel of Fortune VIP access, which is valued at 777 Australian dollars, and that, and that includes one-on-one coaching with me. The second scholarship position is for the Hierophant access, valued at $444, which gives you full digital access to the course. It's so important for me. To work on our relationship with giving and receiving constantly so it feels so good and so juicy for me to open up these scholarship placements. Now scholarship applications are going to run from today the 16th of February through to the 23rd of February so it'll run for one full week and to apply for this scholarship I want to know about you. I want to know your story. I want you to tell me about you. I want to know why you would like one of these spaces and what creating an intuitively led abundant life would mean to you. I will be announcing the scholarship winners on the 24th of 
February and doors open to this beautiful six-week immersion where you get so much time with me on the 25th of February to allow the time to get those care packages out to the VIPs. Tarry for Embodied Living begins on Friday the 18th of March and I am so, so excited and would love, love to see you there. So if you feel called to jump on the wait list or apply for the scholarship, head to the link in the show notes or DM me on Instagram and I would love to get that information through to you. Now, if you've enjoyed today's episode, if it has piqued your interest about the tarot or if there was one thing that really resonated with you, I would love, love, love for you to take a screenshot and share it on your stories and tag me. It fills me up knowing that people are listening to this podcast. I see how many downloads that we're getting every week and it just absolutely bursts my heart open, especially considering there's so many people from other countries that are listening to this as well. So thank you so much for listening and I just freaking love getting to share all of this insight and wisdom with you guys and I can't wait to go even deeper into tarot for embodied living. Oh my love, bye.